Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles South. West Louisiana Sports Station. We are back in the studio, the comfortable confines of the game studio. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. Well, we've been kind of, we talked a little NFL football yesterday, but it's been so college sports heavy because of everything going on. With the baseball softball season getting uh, uh you know getting going and the and the basketball season postseason happening, so it, it's been really college a concentration on college sports talk and that's fine, um, but the NFL kind of as usual kind of said no we won't have too much of that we got you got to keep talking about us the NFL is kind of like Russell Wilson you know they they like to do, I mean Russell um Aaron Rodgers anytime people start talking about something else ah ah something big's got to happen got to put out a cryptic tweet so everyone talks about me instead of anybody else but uh that's kind of what the NFL was like. Huge, obviously, trade yesterday. We were on the road coming back from Florida. And for those of you who know um, or who listen or have been listening for quite a while, you know that my wife is a Bronco fan. I have a daughter who's a huge Bronco fan. And, um, you know, I'm married into a Bronco family. So, She she just kept <laughs> she just it was a lot to handle at first. You know, they've been trying to get a quarterback for a long time. I mean, going back to last year's draft. I mean, there were people saying on draft night a year ago, or almost a year ago, that the that the Broncos were gonna trade for Aaron Rodgers, and I and I kept saying, This just seems so quick. Like this quick, and, and obviously it didn't happen. And it turned out that I was half right. You know, about a week or so ago, I was like, you know, we've been doing all of this talking, and something tells me that Wilson's going to end up nowhere and Rodgers is going to end up going nowhere. Where it turns out I was half right. Rodgers stayed. How many people? who supposedly knew the situation or could read the situation. How many people over the last year said Aaron Rodgers' days in Green Bay are over? It turns out it wasn't true. But the Broncos did make a humongous trade and got Russell Wilson. I mean, who knows? If he stays reasonably healthy, he sh- they should be able to get, I would say, six or seven years out of him, I would think. Um, um, and so we'll see, 
how it works out. I could really, nothing would surprise me about the end result of this blockbuster deal. Um, you know, obviously, you, all the QWs will tell you you got to have a quarterback, and they need they they well. First of all, they need to you know Jerry Judy to catch a football. You know, they need Cortland Sutton. I think is going to come back a year after his injury and be better. So I think they have the weapons. I love their running game. They have to figure out what they're going to do with Melvin Gordon. You know, we'll see how that plays out in free agency, whether they're going to keep him or not. And, again, he's not a super elite player, but he's a good player. And Williams, are, I think Williams is a really good running back. I, I was really impressed with him. But the thing that makes me think it could work out pretty well for the Broncos is – and it's and it's probably the reason why the Broncos were able to give up so much draft cap. I mean, they gave up this year's first round pick and next year's first round pick, this year's second round pick and next year's second round pick and a fifth round pick, which I'm not as worried about obviously, the fifth round pick. They gave up a well above average defensive tackle, a well above average tight end and a still I would think young project quarterback. So, potentially, if they draft well, potentially they got seven starters for Russell Wilson. Now, again, they have to draft well. And they have to make, you know, Fance a starting quality player. Harris is a starting quality player, no question. But, obviously, the jury is still very much out on Drew Locke. So, if they can make Drew Locke a starter. I'm talking about long-term. I'm talking about for one or two games or six games. I'm talking about if they can get him, you know, you, you get seven starters over the next two years, new starters, then yeah, you can rebuild a team pretty quick. It makes sense if you're Seattle. And it makes sense for... Denver, because they still have seven picks this year. You know, they they still have a second-round pick, 64th overall. They still have a third-round pick, 75th overall. And they still have a third-round pick, 96th overall. So they're still going to get – they're not going to get as much as Seattle. Seattle has three to top 41 picks, four to top 72 this year in the first three rounds. But Denver still has three picks in the top 96. It's not great, but it's not nothing. Like, it's not like, in other words, they didn't do this year's equivalent of what Bozo Mike Dicka did where they traded their whole draft. Yeah, they gave up some high picks, no question. But they still have three picks in the top three rounds this year. So they can still... You know, at 64, they needed to pick an offensive lineman at 64. They could do that. And there still should be a pretty good one. Uh, It's supposed to be a really good offensive line draft. Not real good anywhere else. But if you believe what people are talking, could be a really good offensive line draft. So they still have um, 
three picks in the top three rounds and five picks in the top four rounds. Just not a first-round pick. But they do have a quarterback, an upper echelon top. You know, I don't know where you put Russell Wilson. Some people probably put him as high as three or four, but he's in the top ten. I mean, you have a top ten quarterback. Um, if you're C- if I'm a Seattle fan, I'm like, well, my offense was not good most of the year last year, and my offense was not good most of the year two years ago. So it's I'm not saying Russell Wilson's bad. I'm just saying I get all these picks in a rebuild when I need a rebuild. And it's I'm trading my starting quarterback who's really good, don't no question. But my offense wasn't good last year. And my offense wasn't good two years ago. It was good like for a month. And then the second half of the season, they were terrible. It was terrible. So it's not like I'm going from, you know, first-year Peyton Manning offense or Drew Brees Saints in his prime offense, and all of a sudden I'm getting rid of the quarterback. I'm, I'm getting rid of a quarterback from for two years of mostly bad offensive football. I'm not saying he's not in his prime in terms of his career, but I'm just saying their offense is not that great the last two years, most of the last two seasons. Now, before that, they, they were pretty good. But they've had, you know, offensive line issues. They've had running back injury issues. Uh, Russell Wilson got injured this last year. And so, you know, it's not like they're, you know, they were all, they, their offense was rolling and everything was going great. And, you know, they've had OC issues. They've had all kind of issues there. So if I'm a, I'm a Seattle fan, yeah, I'm going to miss him because I'm sure most Seattle fans love Russell Wilson. I get that. But they also got a chance to rebuild – and they weren't playing that good offensive football to begin with, with Russell Wilson. So we'll see how that how that plays out. I would have much preferred Aaron Rodgers. From my Saints perspective, which is how I look at just about everything, but from a Saints perspective, I would have preferred Aaron Rodgers go to Denver because he is on a better team probably a little better quarterback, and he's on a better team. Um, And the Saints have beaten Seattle the last three times they played him. And, But for the Denver standpoint, it might actually, even though Aaron Rodgers is a little better than Russell Wilson, it might actually be better to get Russell Wilson because he's younger. They can get more years out. I mean, if everything goes well, I mean, you could get, the kind of shape he's in, you could probably get seven years out of six or seven years as a starter. And again, once once you get four or five years, the rest, you know, you you, you don't worry about what's going to happen. I mean, you worry about what's going to happen the next three or four years, but you don't. Nobody knows what's going to be going on six years from now, seven years from now. But they, but they could get six or six years, seven years out of him, uh, which I don't think you'd get that much out of out of Aaron Rodgers. So, plus, you would have to. When when you have him there, he's good. He you don't have to deal with all that Aaron Rodgers soap opera junk. You know you know you're not gonna have to feel like you're dealing with some spoiled brat who you got to appease. There, oh no, let's not make Aaron mad. He might want to leave. I mean, you won't have to deal with that. And so I think the time that they do spend with him is gonna be so much better than having to deal with 
Mr. Arrogant. So, um, Mr. You know, whatever he is. And so, no, it's, it's, um, it's very interesting. All right, let's do this. One more. We'll take a call before we get to our first break. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, you believe me now? About what? I told you Aaron Rodgers wasn't going anywhere. Oh, I told you to get it out your mind. When it first came out, I told you he wasn't going anywhere. I said the guy that might get moved most likely will be Wilson. And he wound up in your wife's lap, so I know y'all happy. And you and Rodgers over Russell Wilson? I don't think so. I mean, no. Oh, I would have preferred, as a Saints fan, I would have preferred Rodgers go to Denver, yeah. As a Bronco fan, I think long-term it's going to be better getting Wilson over Rodgers. But right now it won't be any. It won't be better. I don't really see, I mean, I know he's great and all this kind of stuff, but I don't really see him being like a better quarterback. Rodgers is a me guy. I mean, he worries about his stats and all this kind of stuff and all. I mean, I don't know, man. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't trade my team for him either. I mean, for no really player, but I wouldn't give that much up for him. And he's older, like you said too. Yeah, you know, like he's arrogant. He's a me guy. But the bottom line, he just wants everybody to talk about him and get his butt kissed. Like I told you, I told you he wasn't leaving Green Bay. He don't want that smoke on another organization starting over. They have to live up to expectations of winning the championship somewhere else. He didn't want none of that, Kevin. That's why I told you, get it out your mind, he wasn't going anywhere. It's all about the money. And you would think all the money that cat made and everything, he's a, he's one of the very few cats I know who keep losing the first round and getting the $40 million raise and all this stuff. I mean, when you do that at? You keep losing, but you keep getting raises, and, and the people in Green Bay so stupid. They're so stupid and Look, weak. They're I, going to I, show you. If, if he wants to win another MVP and lose in the playoffs, I'm all for it. Who do you want to do to Apparently, he wrote about his money, making sure he gets his money to make sure. No, you're right. You're you're, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm a, you know again. I still think the path for the Saints would be a little easier. Rodgers would have win. I'm talking about just for next year, but for long term, it's better for the Broncos. So we'll see how it turns out. I'm not scared of Aaron Rodgers, so it doesn't matter if he's in the NFC or AFC. The path is going to be the same regardless of where he's at. We just got to beat him. Simple as that. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll um, discuss this more from a um, Saints angle. If you were a Saints fan, would you approve of this trade for the Saints? I'm not talking about for the Broncos. If, if the Saints had made that trade yesterday, which I don't even think is possible, but let's just say they did, would you approve of it? Would you be wholeheartedly for it? Kind of for it? Hesitantly optimistic? What would be your reaction if the Saints traded up that much? We'll discuss that after this timeout on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Are you fluent in footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Used to be fat. Used to be fat. A six-time MLB All-Star who got fat late in his Houston Astros career and stopped hitting, but signed with the St. Louis Cardinals, got in shape, and once again, hit. Also known as Lance Berkman. Now, back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes.
Welcome back to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You can watch a simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, want to remind you about the ultimate crawfish boil brought to you by J&J Exterminating Kramer Equipment and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to an Astro game. We had all these negative Nellies. Oh, what are you wearing giving away Astro game tickets? We're not even going to have a season. Well, the news has gotten better. But you know what? I'm going to start calling all the negative Nellies about. I'm going to start calling them all Buster Olney. Remember during Alder, the chance of the chance of playing a season this year is nil. I sure saw the Astros play go to Game Seven of the AL of the ALCS that year. I, I think they played some games, old Buster. But anyway, uh, you could win to win this great prize. All you have to do is sign up today for the Game Rewards Club. Put yourself in position to win this great ultimate crawfish brawl brought to you by JJ Exterminating Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. All right, let us go to the game hotline. Talk to our friend Dwight. Hello. What's going on, Brother Kel? How are you, sir? Man, I'm so happy Russell Wilson at my division. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> that is Kevin when that came across I, I was so ha- that made my man that man that that just made me so happy I ain't got to deal with him no more he can show go but <laughs> no I, I get him, that I, I, <laughs> I, I get that but no I certainly get that but they are str- kind of struggling this does give them a chance to kind of rebuild a little bit yeah, but they got a lot of picks. I mean, they're still a quarterback away, but I mean, they had a bad offensive line, so it's just they always find a way to beat us. So I, I that that's that's just one of them division games. I just was yes. happy that he was out because he always find a way to to beat us. I understand that. You know, it's funny. It's so fascinating how that works because you would think that they. I've always considered them a little more on the finesse side, and it seemed like y'all would handle them, but it just doesn't work out that way. I, I don't know what it is. It's just they find a way at the end. If you go look at the scores of all the games we've played the last five years, it's always came to the fourth quarter. Yeah. No, the it, last – after a, the two-minute warning, every that, time. And that's good. That's the way it's supposed to be. Now, let me ask you, though, had, what if you had traded – I don't know, Kittle, say, um, you know, one of your better defensive linemen, Armstead, and and Trey Lance, and all those draft picks for Russell Wilson, what would your reaction have been? <sighs> I don't know, Kevin. Whew. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for other fans of teams to say, oh, that's a great trade, because – because most fans, let's face it, most of us in this country, not including me, are QWs. They're quarterback worshippers. So I mean, they they think everything. They think that they think NFL football is a game of horse between quarterbacks. But 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 it, what what would you how would you would you have celebrated? Would you what would your reaction have been? Um, I'd have been I'd have been happy because now I have a quarterback that can that Shanahan can put the ball in his hand when need be. 
But, you know, I don't know how we would replace Kittles because Kittles is a blocker too. The running game would probably, because when the Kittles didn't play, we struggled running. You see what I'm saying? So right. you go lose, you, you know how that go. You're missing somewhere. So I don't know, but I mean, you know, you need a quarterback to win in this league. So that's, I guess I'd, I'd have I have to roll with it, you know. Well, you know, I, I'm not I, no player. I, I think your team has proven you don't need a quarterback to win in this league. But we lost, Kevin. Well, yeah, but you lost because you because your safety dropped a, an easy pass. I mean, all you had to do is catch the ball and you win the game. You're in the Super Bowl. And you were in the Super Bowl two years before that. So, I mean, you were one play away from being in the Super Bowl two times in three years without a, without an, a, with an average quarterback or a slightly above average quarterback. I think that was proven. Yeah. But everybody making this big thing about Rodgers, but he making all this money, but he only really won one Super Bowl. So, I, I, I you know, you would think he'd win more the way they praise him, but you know how that go. Well, let's let that keep going. As long as I, I hope he – I hope he finishes his career with no more Super Bowls than he's got right now. What you think we're gonna do with Jimmy? Are they are, are y'all really gonna keep him? That that's what people are what, starting to think. I don't know now. what they gonna do. I really they ain't talking. They keep saying Trey Lance's not ready. So I don't. I, I don't, I don't know if what I was you, do. I wouldn't think you. I, I mean, we, I mean, we gonna figure they're gonna they're gonna have to trade him before uh, June, or they have to pay him twenty seven million. So they yeah. gonna, I mean, we gonna figure it out. I mean, I know they got Pittsburgh, y'all in Washington. That's what they've been talking about. But I mean, I don't. I think him hurt having surgery on his sh- shoulder. I think that hurt his chances. Don't you think? Well, theoretically, is yeah, his stock is not as high. I agree. I agree. He could he couldn't throw with a with a good shoulder. So I, I don't know how he gonna look now. Uh, I would think Tampa more than us, but we'll see how that plays out. I appreciate the call, my man. You ha- uh, enjoy enjoy the news. I, I get it. <laughs> All, right, All right. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline and talk to Jason. Hello. Hey, Foot. What's up, buddy? How are you, sir? Good. I, uh, no, I would not have liked the trade for Wilson in the way that it was set up for sure. I don't know exactly what a – I was trying to think, what would be a Saints-similar trade? Maybe Gus. Uh, they don't really have a tight end, who, like maybe Mighty Mouse. I don't – I thought about Plastic Man Michael Thomas, but that's probably going – that's probably not a fair comparison to Fant, a little higher. Uh, and then uh, and then all them draft picks. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think – I think I'd have to vote that down. No, I would too because and, – and the more the more reason I would vote it down is because I think our quarterback – we need to re-sign Jameis. I mean, I'm in the Jameis boat. I mean, I think he is who we need. I mean, I think about last season and the way he started the season, and I think about the 50-yard bomb he threw to Deontay against the Packers. Yep. I think about the 50-yard bomb he threw to, against Washington to Deontay, and that was without a Michael Thomas. I yes. mean, you, you get Thomas back in the loop for all the underneath stuff, the 10-yard, the 15-yard routes, and you got Deontay going deep. I mean, the guy, to me, is ready to go. I mean, he had 14 TDs, three picks through six games. He was on pace to have almost 40 touchdowns and 10 picks. I mean, and I was barely knowing the offense. I mean, I just, I'm just i praying they're going to re-sign him oh, I believe and not they worry will. about all this other stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think, look, everything that has happened, there's been all this speculation – but everything that has happened is they've promoted from winning the house and, and, and it's been status quo. 
It's all been no, status quo move. Every move has been a status quo move. And so uh, although there's a lot of negativity, some negativity here and nationally, it's just flooded with negativity. I don't think the Saints agree internally. No, no, no. I, 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 and I think Jameis and, and Carmichael probably had a, a decent relationship to where, you know, even though Peyton left, I think Jameis is happy Pete's there. I think that, like you said, I think that's kind of the reason they kept him. And I keep hearing this this Jimmy G rumor, and I heard oh, you were talking to that. Dwight about Jimmy G. I mean, I do not want Jimmy G. I mean, I just don't want that. I want Jameis, and I'm just I can't wait till March 16th, and I just I hope it happens. But uh, if he ends up, they talk about the Steelers and all these other teams, and I just hope Jameis doesn't leave because if he does go, I don't know what we do then. But um, I'm just praying we just we just sign the guy and keep him. It sounds like, and Luke uh, kind of agree, kind of expected what I'm thinking that the Saints were going to keep one of the between the safety and the tackle. But if you if you read some of the stuff that's out there right now, and it doesn't mean they're right because they're just all speculating right, that they right. really think the Saints could lose both of them. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of do too. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, Armstead's going to get a big contract. I, I think he's gone unless he just wants to play for the Saints and he takes less money, but. I don't I mean, think I that's going to happen. If yeah. he's thinking about his future, I think he's going to go. And and Marcus, the same thing. I mean, I'm not – they keep talking about P.J. If they re-sign P.J., they can maybe move P.J. to safety and, and all this. And you, I read something about Tyron Matthew, but right. I, I think that's just a, a I've always dream. thought I've always thought um, P.J. Williams was a safety and not a cornerback. So I wouldn't be 100% against that idea. But no, um, me neither. I would prefer, obviously, Tyron Matthew. Now, if it wasn't – um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who was doing the tweet, I would think. Well, does that mean that they already think Williams is gone? And maybe there is something to that. They really already think Williams is gone. But I don't. I don't know that the front office really communicates with players on that at all. So no. And I mean, so, the Bengals was who, who the Bengals franchise uh, their guy or whatever. He was like the big the, the other big safety or whatever. I think it was the Bengals, the Bates guy or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Marcus is probably the top guy out there now. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I expect him to probably get a big deal. I, so I, I, I could see Matthew coming to the Saints, though. I, I, I've thought about yeah, that. Yeah, I could, too, yeah, but I could he, may get, he may get a big contract, too. I mean, I don't know what they'd have to pay him, but uh, I could see him coming as well. Um, but I, I like you. I like P.J. as well. I mean, P.J. hits. I mean, that, that position's about just being in position and hitting somebody. I mean, I don't know. He may yeah, work out, I think too. he's been a safety for a long time. I agree. All right. I, yeah. Good talking to you. All right, Thanks buddy. for Take the call. Care. Bye-bye. Yeah, he, he and I mostly agree on that. Again, I, I don't know what the exact equivalent trade would be for the Saints, but I, I think probably Gus and Mighty Mouse. The You know, I guess you'd have to sign Jameis and then trade him. To It's hard to, to get an exact equivalent trade because the roster situation is different in New Orleans than it was in Seattle. But... um. And I don't know. I, I, the, where the Saints are right now, I think I'd have to say no to that trade, as tempting as it would be. Now, I know a lot of you out there are just thinking, are you absolutely lost your mind? Maybe. I'm just not quite the QW that most of you are. And I think the Saints are not. The Saints' makeup is very similar to me, to the cheaters. And if I was the cheaters, I wouldn't take that trade. Although... It all depends on what, how much they believe in Trey Lance because I don't. I think there's too many people that are way too high on Trey Lance, but we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back, talk more to you 
on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. Two footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to tell you again about the Hangout Music Festival a couple months ago. We were giving out tickets. Now you could win VIP passes to the Hangout Music Festival, which is scheduled for Gulf Shores May the 20th through the 22nd. That seemed so long ago, the last time we were talking about the Hangout Music Festival. But now that we're into March, doesn't seem that long ago uh, from now um, after all. But again, you can win those VIP passes simply by putting your, getting yourself eligible uh, as a mem- by joining the Game Rewards Club by going to 1037 thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. VIP music passes for the Hangout Music Festival, May the 20th through 22nd, Gulf Shores, Alabama. Thanks to the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right. So we had a fan of the cheaters give his perspective. Sounded like he was a little iffy on he would if he would be happy if his team made the Russell Wilson trade that the Broncos made yesterday. And, of course, the Broncos, again, to my point earlier, are in a little better situation to do it because, like I said, they still have seven picks. They still have five picks in the first four rounds. So it's not like they're abandoning the draft with this trade, but they did give up a lot, no question. And a Saints fan said he wouldn't have made the trade. All right, let's go back to the game hotline, see if we can get some more opinions on that. Hello. Morning, Foot. How's it going? Pretty good, sir. How are you? I'm living the life. <laughs> i tell you one thing. I think that was an egregious, dumb, ignorant tree. I for, don't like it. For who? That Seattle and Denver. Denver, Denver wins, Seattle doesn't. I don't like the tree because it's messing up me up in fantasy. I know what I'm going to get with Russell Wilson in Seattle. I don't know what I'm going to get with him over there. He's in a tough division, you know. Two, I really don't think the Broncos are that good anyway. Why go there? I mean, there's better teams you could have went to. You know, everyone talks about that division, and I agree it is tough. But really, if the Chargers weren't such imbeciles, three of the teams would have made the playoffs from that division last year. That, that is true. But why go to a tough division? You're just coming from a tough division. Why go to another tough division in the same situation? I I, mean, if you're Aaron Russell Rogers, Wilson, I don't think that. you that, worry. That's smart. When you're as good as Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and these guys are, I, I don't think they should worry about where they go in the division. Just You can you can beat those teams. You want a Super Bowl, it matters. 
unless you just about money or just the area because of some other ignorant reason. It just messes me up in fantasy. It really aggravates because it messes me up in fantasy. Why? Why does it mess you? You in a keeper league? Well, I, I, I like to draft the same people. Pretty much the same people. I know Lockett and Wilson is going to get me my point. They don't have a quarterback. I can't get Lockett now. You get my point? It just messes me oh, up. Oh, yeah. No, I get it. I, some change I don't like. Another thing, I have a question, Foot. Now, with those um, winning those rewards and everything and those Astro tickets, would that be an Astro versus um, Yankee game? Oh, I have no idea what game it is. I don't. I mean, oh, H- okay. Hannah Hannah is a lot closer to management than I am, so she might know, but I certainly don't know which games they are. Ah, well, I sure and I don't, know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would have a problem with giving Astro tickets to a Yankee fan for an Astro Yankee fan for an <laughs> exactly. Astros affiliate. I don't know if we can. I, that might be against the rules. I'll have to you look down into that for you, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll look into that for you. Thank you. Hey, if, if I would win. I tell you what, I'm going to give you those tickets if it ain't a Yankee game. Uh, uh, I'll put it this way. For the Yankee game, we both will go watch it so you can watch the we as can long watch as you have an As long as you have an Astro shirt on, a oh, jersey no, that's on. not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> have a good one. Sir. All right. Take care. <laughs> All right. Again, the game hotline, 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like, and again, I said Saints fan, but like Dwight called, he's a fan of the Cheaters. So any, any anybody you're a fan of, would you make that trade? Would you be happy if your team made a very equivalent trade to what the Broncos did yesterday? And again, I think the Broncos were in a much better position than just about anybody to make it because of all the draft picks they have. Like the Eagles maybe could have made that trade and not re- totally sacrifice their future. Or mortgage the future, like we say, like like most teams, because they have a lot of draft picks too. And the Eagles, if you listen, been listening to the rumor wire for the last month or two, the Eagles were one of the teams that a lot of people were speculating because they had all those picks. So I understand it's every situation is different, but in general, first reactions by fans um are, 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 are interesting. Now, the other situation with this, and no, I, I don't believe Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos next year, no matter whether they got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who they'd have gotten. They, they would, you know, I, I, I'm pretty, I kind of think that if they had struck out on both Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, then they would be going after um, Deshaun Watson would be their ne- would have been their next because they were looking to hit it big they were looking to strike it big so I think they would have gone after Deshaun Watson uh, so now again I really really hope the Arnolds don't get Deshaun Watson we'll see how that goes I'm wondering if um, Raymond's Commanders are going to end up with with Deshaun Watson but we'll, we'll see how that plays out but my question is where's where is Teddy Bridgewater going to be the backup quarterback next year? And I say that like I I don't know this I don't know how much money he can demand right now. Um, but his time in New Orleans was a pretty was pretty good for both sides. I mean, he was very popular. They won games when he played. I'm not saying he carried them, but I mean, he won. They won games when he played. I'm wondering it what what would be the possibility. 
that the Saints' two quarterbacks next year could be Jameis and Teddy. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. And then the good thing about that would be that they could Batman could go back. We could give up on all this Batman being quarterback. He could go back to being Batman and really help the team. And maybe, of course, the problem with that is, does Cormichael have a better plan for how to utilize him than Genius had? Because I still never totally liked the way he was used. I mean, I think before last year it was better, no question. But this whole him being the quarterback thing, I, and I then know. and then and then telling him not to run, it was it was just silly from the beginning. But anyway, now before you get to your phone call, uh-huh. I was told by Rockefeller off air that he will trade Russell Wilson for Russell Wells Westbrook at any time. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you. He would. <laughs> I bet you he would. Say so mad. Uh, absolutely. I bet you we would. All right. Let's go uh, back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Kevin? How are you, sir? Man, I ain't talked to you in a minute, man. Uh, Kevin, how how can my co-worker, the hated rival, Dwight, call you all the time with the 49ers? And, man, I barely tell him. Call. I told him you're not supposed to be calling there like that. Go, to, go live in San Francisco, and then you can call a radio <laughs> show out there. You see how nice a guy I am? Dwight likes the team that I've hated for 30-something years, and he and I have very nice conversations. That's just, you know, I try to be nice to the man because he's nice to me, so we're good. Yeah. I just don't like uh, his little football team. Yeah, right. But uh, getting back to, uh, I don't know, uh, would you would you want to take a gamble on Jimmy? No, I, I, I mean, not really. I mean, I guess I wouldn't hate it. But I, I I'd rather just go with Jameis and 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 move forward. I, I I would pick I would go with Jameis over Jimmy, especially since Jimmy's now going to be injured just like Jameis is. So Coming Jimmy been to one Super Bowl and what uh, maybe an NFC champ. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, I hope Jimmy Jameis come back fully healthy. I mean, you know. Yes. I know he he sat out this long, but uh, hopefully he come back fully healthy and then. He's going to have his targets back. Uh, what what do you see us doing in the draft? Uh, maybe picking up some wide receivers? Well, I think wide receiver is something that a lot of people want. And what they do, what they get in free agency will obviously impact that. But if they lose Armstead in a draft where, where a lot of the draft experts are saying the best position in this draft is, offense, is going to be offensive linemen, it would not surprise me if they picked an, an offensive tackle in the first round because there's supposedly going to be some really highly rated ones, and a lot of them, uh, it's the deepest, most talented position in this draft. And so I, I wouldn't be shocked if they got a tackle to replace Armstead. Yeah. Uh, one more thing, Kevin. Uh, how you feel about Bob Marlin? You think his time is up? Y'all have a good one. All right, thanks for the call. Uh, it's a question a lot of people are asking right now. I think in the minds of a lot of people, his time is up. I just, if there was no pandemic, I think I would be more convinced that his time would be up. But I just don't know how willing they're going to be to buy out contracts right now. And I know it's not a football contract, and I know it's just one year, but it, it I just don't know how willing they're going to be to throw that money away when they, when he gave them some hope. Now, if they had lost in the first round of the tournament, I, I think they would have just, my guess would be they would have 
they would not be, you know, they would pull the trigger. But I, I don't know if they will now. I, I don't know. I've not been told by anybody in authority one way or the other, so I don't know. I'm speculating like you are. But uh, I don't know now. All right, we'll take a timeout. And we'll come back, finish out the first hour on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes on the Game. Want to remind you to go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. You could win. If you join the club rewards club, you could win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. Can't win if you don't join, so go to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. Put yourself in position to win a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. All right, let's go back, get more reaction to the, the game hotline. Hello. Yes, hello. How are you, sir? All right. I really think both teams broke out even from this trade because if you notice Seattle, uh, you go back and think about Seattle's teams when they won the Super Bowl and went back to the Super Bowls. They built those teams through the draft and – Russell Wilson was a, a third-round draft pick, and most of those great players from those Legion of Boom teams was lower-round draft picks. That and did happen. The, 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 the trick is, and it's a great point you bring up, the trick is they drafted great in that era, but in the last two or three years, they haven't drafted well. So I think, you bring, I think you've hit right on the pulse of what's going to happen here for Seattle fans. If they can go back to drafting like they did in that era, which you talked about, then it'll work out for them. If they continue to draft poorly like they have in the last two or three years, then it's going to be a disaster. So I think how they draft is going to determine how it works out for them. Now, here's another point I want to make. With everything, well, this also depends on the other team, but with everything going on in Arizona, do you think they can package those picks to go after Kyler Murray, being that he's unhappy in Arizona? And I'm going to hang up and listen to what you have to say. All right. Thank you. Th- thank you. I um, I just don't think, first of all, I don't think Kyler Murray's going anywhere. But second of all, I don't think they could trade him in their division. So, no, if they wanted to get another quarterback. Now, maybe they could package all those picks for Deshaun Watson. Could that be? Could Could that be? I mean, I always joke that Seattle's in Asia. Maybe that's where Deshaun Watson needs to go. Maybe Deshaun Watson needs to go to Asia to play football, and no one would, no one would really talk to me. You kind of hide away, kind of be tucked away from the mainstream media. Maybe they'll use all those draft picks to get Deshaun Watson. That would be interesting. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that until he just said that. 
uh, I hadn't thought about the fact that they could. This could be a pro, the beginning of a process for Seattle, not necessarily a plan to start Drew Locke next year or to give Drew Locke a chance. Maybe they're going to use these picks to go get a Deshaun Watson or someone like that. Well, I don't know if they'll get anybody as good as him, but huh? See, Darren has sparked. But no, I, I do I do not think the Cardinals would be so crazy as to trade Kyler Murray to someone in their division. I wouldn't I wouldn't think that, but the idea of using those picks to go get someone else and not settling for Drew Locke as their quarterback, who knows? I don't know if they maybe they could trade Bobby Wagner and draft picks for hmm. We'll see. All right. That'll do it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Also, you can watch his simulcasts on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. We've got, we talked a lot of NFL. Obviously, sports talk radios all over the country have been talking about it. Uh, the big trade yesterday of Russell Wilson to the Broncos and kind of how everyone sees it from their perspective. We might have stumbled on some things and during our conversation last hour. We'll wait and see. There are things going on here locally. I uh, have not heard yet, if anyone has, certainly since we've been on the air, certainly would appreciate uh, letting us know. But Caden's scheduled to play at UNO tonight in baseball at 6 o'clock. And again, we talked about it a lot on the show yesterday. The weather report for Louisiana Tech yesterday was awful. So not a surprise at all that even by the end of the show yesterday, uh, doing it remotely <clears throat> from Mobile, uh, Satchel Page Drive, um, that that game was canceled. Haven't heard yet on the likelihood of playing tonight's game in New Orleans. There were the report wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as the Russian report was. And then tonight here locally, McNeese softball playing the Cajuns, scheduled to play the Cajuns at, at Lampson Park. Uh, Six o'clock start for that as well. And, um, you know, it sounds like they're going to – I think they're going to get that in. And so been a nice game. Been a nice rivalry, I should say. McNeese. McNeese has been – you know, going to regionals, not a new thing for McNeese. They've, they've done it, and they play a tough schedule. Like I said yesterday, McNeese is already three of their losses, three of their eight losses are to two to Oklahoma, who anybody in the country would lose to, um, and one to Texas, who the Cajuns are hoping to beat next week, but we'll see. 
And so, you know, they, they've, lo- they've lost – they've beaten a lot of the same team the Cajuns have beaten. And so teams like um, Tulsa and UAB, North Texas, and so we'll see. They're, they're going to play extra hard. You know, I would think Kendall Talley, who is not who transferred from the Cajuns to McNeese, has not gotten off to a great start, but I can imagine her being really, really, really fired up for this game. So that'll be interesting. Would not be surprised if she gets hit by a pitch. Not that the Cajuns would be thrown at her, but she's really good about getting in there and getting hit by a pitch. So We'll follow that and see how that how that goes. But again, lots of NFL talk. We've been talking mostly college over the last two weeks, but wow, big NFL news. Also, potentially today, when we come here tomorrow, if things go as planned or as some people have planned, we could have an agreement. All the little bolster onlys won't know what to say around the country if that happens. But um, <clears throat> let's hope. Let's hope they reach an agreement and uh, the baseball season will not be totally messed up like all the little bolster olnies have been predicting all over the country. All righty. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. How's it going, man? Um, hey, you mind if I talk about, like, some uh, Saints possible free agent addition? Ab- no, absolutely no, no mind. Um, I know the big talk is like uh, Tyron Matthew, right? But uh, so, what do you think about Cordero Patterson? Well, I mean, he obviously he he did a lot of good things last year. I just don't know. Would you be able to totally utilize him with Batman there? Like how uh, how would you do with two gadget players? I, I don't I don't know how that would work. But no, he's he's well, intriguing like, for sure. We have like Tom Montgomery, right? Don't you think he's like a, a better Tom Montgomery? And we, oh, we absolutely. More? Yes, absolutely. Yes, a, high, a higher version of Tom Montgomery. Yes. No, again, maybe it could work. I'm just saying the first thought. See, because I think Batman this year is going to be doing a lot more of what Ty Montgomery did, just at a higher level and, and more often. And so, but but maybe they can make it work. I mean, no, he's a big play receiver, no question. And you know what? They could use him in the return game as well. Um, yeah. And, and, and I saw, he, yeah, no, it, it's the more I think about it, it's pretty intriguing. I saw uh, since Alan Kamara, it's a yes. sticky situation. Um, I saw Leonard Fournette's going to be a free agent. Well, what do you I, think about, I, like, well, I, I just <laughs> don't know. Again, I was looking more at a backup type guy, like a Devontae Booker or some, or maybe he's a little too high profile, or maybe just a hair below a Devontae. Now, look, if they can get another Fournette, great. But I, I, I don't. I'm, I mean, I, I don't I know how like realistic we're that doing is. This whole yeah. Tyron Matthew thing, right? Are we, are we doing this whole LSU thing now? You know, I don't know. Well, that's nothing to do with LSU. It's a New Orleans well, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a New Orleans thing. And then I saw, like, DJ Chark, too, was a free agent. I know we need a wide receiver. I don't know where, you know. And, like, the running back pool to choose from for free agents is, like, really poor this year, you know. But, again, yeah, I mean, if you can fit a front-line guy. But the chance, I, I have zero expectations of getting a front-line guy. But I'm talking about getting a really good backup. That might be more realistic. Yeah. 
Well, who would you? Devontae like? Booker, I would love him. I, I don't even know if it's realistic, but I would love to get Devontae Booker. Okay. He catches the ball, and he could carry the load on, on, on a small scale, on his first small sample size period of time as, as, as your number one rusher for a little while. And, and also he, he could be – he catches the ball and can – I don't know. He did pretty well for a bad Giants offense last year. Yeah. But, uh, like, keep in mind that Cordero Patterson, because I think <laughs> that might be something the Saints are looking for, you know, to fill that – Something we've been missing for for a long time, you know. It'd be very interesting, yes, All right. sir. All right, thank you, thank you, David. We hadn't got, you know, I was going to get to that next week, but I have no problem talking about it now. Again, I, you know, I, I think next week we might do it Friday, but 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 I'm thinking next week we'll really start looking into the draft, um, and free agency because the NFL, you know. They kind of go hand-in-hand in, hand in a lot of ways. All righty. Let's go back to the 10. Oh, I'm sorry, to the game hotline. Hello. Footsie. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Footsie. How are you, sir? Oh, you know, we kind of, kind of, kind of a um, quick trip uh, to Florida and back, so still a little weary from that, but I'm doing well. You, you know, I was wondering, did they let school out one day? Russ, Russ got a free holiday. Yeah, I mean, Ru- what, what's Ru- going Ru- on? Do those Ru- children need to be in school, don't they? <laughs> Ru- Russ did not Russ did not balk at, at missing a day of school. No, sir. Okay. But let, let, let me just say a few little comments here. First of all, let, let me preface my comments, okay? I feel, and, and, and I think you, you can agree with me. I feel really bad for Bob Marlin. Okay, the man's father died, the man's brother died, and the man's mother died, okay? And I understand your father died when you were a young boy, so I understand that, 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 that you know, look, as we get older, we understand the significance of death more, okay? We understand what it means. I mean, your mother passed away. I mean, you were, you were older, older. You were a man. You were a grown right. man with a family. And my mother and father both passed away, so I... I feel bad for that man. But, you know, we have the FedEx man who seems to be very interested in what's going on with LSU basketball. And, by the way, Steve Wiley, just FYI for you, that notice of allegations went to LSU's attorneys, so they ain't no public records requests that are going to get them. Okay? LSU ain't, ain't a bunch of idiots. That, in a way, went to LSU's attorneys for that, that exact reason. They don't want that all over. Now, it's going to eventually come out. But right now, that's at LSU's attorney. And you know what? Hey, we all worried about the general. Well, let's look at the general's postseason history. The first year he went to the NIT, he beat Bob Marlin in, in the NIT. Every year since then, except for the COVID year, he's gone to the NCAA tournament and won a game. Every year. He's not only made it to the NCAA tournament and won a game. I mean, Bob Marlin made it to the NIT once and to the NCAA tournament once. That's in 12 years. Like I said, the personal stuff aside, there's no momentum for, for, for UL basketball. How many people are in the, are in the Cajun Dome? Not a 600, lot. 1,000? Yeah, not a lot. Um, you know, I mean, they have to do something. You, you realize at one time, the, and I'm sure you went, when Bolomar and them played, I mean, the, the place was packed out. The, the Blackham Coliseum was packed out. UL basketball at one time was a big event. 
Yeah, but th- those days are gone. There, there, there's no mid-majors, especially in the Deep South, packing out basketball games. That ain't, that's not happening. Well, I don't know, but, I mean, you know. <laughs> like Georgia State's got a really good program, and they've been good for a while. They don't get anybody at their games. Well, I don't know what, what Dr. Maggot needs to do, but they need to try something because I, I do think that you could re-energize the fan base if you if you brought in a coach. Hey, man, the man's been given 12 years. I think that's a pretty significant amount of time. And I don't think we have the results. So, but maybe FedEx fan could, could enlighten us. I mean, maybe, maybe he needs to pay attention to his own house and still worry about somebody else's house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that that's just my point. But anyway, Footsie, and Footsie, by the way, I think the Saints should have made the trade. I know you don't buy into the quarterback thing, but quarterback is the most important position on the field in pro football, and the Saints are built to win now. And if they don't get it done now, then we're just going to muddle around in the desert for however many years. But thank you, Footsie. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Bitter. So Bitter's one who would have made the trade. Sound like he was just saying there at the very end. And again, I'm not... I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying I totally disagree with it. I'm not saying that. I just, I'm just saying where the Saints are right now, I don't know that I would pull the trigger on that, that kind, a similar type deal. Again, the Saints don't have the draft capital that the Broncos have. They're, they're only, they're only a. I don't even know a handful, maybe even a little less than a handful of teams that could really that could really pull off what Denver did, like the Eagles are one of them, like we discussed earlier, and not totally mortgage their future in the process. Like, that's a risky deal. Because the problem with making a deal like that when you don't have a bunch of picks, in other words, you're dealing – there's a not total, but there's a little bit of house money that you're deal, you're playing with there when you have that many picks. Um, is if that guy gets hurt, then you're really in trouble. Like you thought you were treading water before. If they didn't, have, if 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 someone who had a similar type draft situation that the Saints have right now made a trade like Denver made and 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 Russell Wilson got hurt then you're not treading water you 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 stink you're awful and so that that's that's kind of the difference but no I I get it I'm not saying you're wrong look if the Saints traded for Russell Wilson I'd be there'd be a level I'd be excited I would be really worried though I wouldn't be all excited I wouldn't be told I'd be I'd be oh man this is a scary deal but of course I would be excited um, on, on one level as well. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Go. Yes, sir. Why has Brother, Brother Love gotten so mean over the years? Well, Brother Love was bitter long you before he, like he was Mr. Bitter like long. Last two years, what happened? Brother Love. Springtime. I'm going to spring. Yeah, Brother Love is, was bitter way before he was Brother Love. So I, I, I'm. I, that's that's not. I wouldn't think that's a new out of character. Man, brother Love has got mean over the years. He, he never used to be that mean. Like I said, we're going to the spring season. There's a lot of mean people. Everybody's mad. There's a lot of mean people, man. The sun is starting to shine. I mean, what's going on here? 
Hey. Is I used to talk to Bill on Saturdays, and Bill was one of the nicest guys you can ever talk to. He's always jolly and happy. Now, Bill is a mean guy, man. Ooh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Springtime, come on. Where you at? You taking too long to get here. Okay. Bye, Kevin. Hey, take care. Uh, I guess that's all a matter of perspective. All righty. We'll take a timeout. Come back. No, I got. Got no problem with anything uh, Bitter said. You know, a lot of people agree on both, on all the takes that he made. Don't have to agree with everyone, but it's all good. It's it, 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 They were well made, and I certainly get the points, all the points he made. I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on it, though, if it had happened. If it was totally up to me, of course, it, we're, this is all hypothetical. It's not It's not up to us. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more on the game. 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Kevin Foote. An award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the, the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes on the Game, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Want to remind you about the Munster Truck Giveaway. If you would like to win a family fat pack of four tickets to the Monster Truck, the toughest Monster Truck Tour coming to the Cajun Home, March the 18th and 19th. This is what you need to do. Text Bigfoot, B-I-G-F-O-O-T. Text Bigfoot to 68683. Text Bigfoot to 68683. You might be able to score a family four-pack of tickets to the toughest monster truck tour at the Cajun Dome. Scheduled for March the 18th and 19th. All right, let me backtrack a little bit. I, we were discussing, you know, like maybe the Deshaun Watson thing, and obviously... <clears throat> right when I said it, I, I I said, well, you shouldn't have said that because he he's a free agent now. Obviously, it would have to be a sign and trade because yes, Bobby Wagner was um was rele- officially released, so he's a free agent now. Seems like sign and trades more of a a baseball thing than it is a major an NFL thing. But anyway, we were just throwing out possibilities. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Well, I wouldn't think that would happen with him being a free agent and. He's 32 years old. How much tread Lafayette has on his tires, we don't know. 
<clears throat> but he um, obviously, you know, again, it's another sign that the rebuild is totally in for for the Seahawks and. For a coach as old as Pete Carroll, you wouldn't think he'd want to be in rebuild mode, but you never know. He looks a little younger than he actually is. Seems to have a he's still a pretty high energy guy. But I want to get back to the conversation that David brought up. He brought up Leonard Fournette. Now, again, I I don't I don't really think the Saints are in position to outbid a team that would be looking for a number one running back like Fournette, I, I wouldn't think the Saints. I, I don't. That's not even on my radar. Um, but another speaking of the Yucks and teams do get players from their own division fairly often. It happens a lot in the NFL. I would think a Ronald Jones would be kind of like the kind of player I'm talking about the Saints getting. Someone who's not who, who has shown some potential in the league for a very short period of time, you know, 3 4 games, could be a a running a, an option at running back without being like your mega star. And he has the ability to, you know, to, to kind of do both. And so I would think a Ronald Jones would be like the kind of signee that I wouldn't mind. This I would love for the Saints to get just to have another option. Now, again, is there someone out? Ronald Jones never really done anything. He's done a little bit. He's shown flashes here and there. So. Um, would someone out there give Ronald Jones a big-time contract? I wouldn't think so. To me, he hasn't done enough. But but someone like him or him, if the Saints would get to be a backup that has experience in the league, that has shown flashes here and there, um, it just kind of makes sense. All right, here we go. Here's the news. Tonight's game scheduled in New Orleans has been postponed due to rain. The game has been rescheduled for Wednesday, March the 30th at 6.30. So the Cajun baseball team will not play tonight in New Orleans. Their next scheduled game is 6 o'clock Friday against Houston, the Cougars, when they open, uh, the Cajuns will open a three-game weekend series against Houston. Uh, if I remember correctly, the Louisiana Tech game was rescheduled for April the 6th, and this UNO game has been rescheduled for March the 30th, which is just a few weeks away. Um, well, three weeks away. So that answers that question. We were discussing that earlier whether they would be able to play that game and it is not going to get played tonight Bobby Nova yesterday basically guaranteed us that it doesn't rain at Lamson Park and so we still think that the Cajuns softball game tonight against McNeese will be played but we'll I guess we'll keep an eye on that as well it will um Again, 
always a feisty little contest. At times, you have where the Cajuns are like really highly rated and really highly ranked, and they've got this super fantabulous record, and people think they're going to kill McNeese, and it doesn't really happen that way. Uh, they haven't. McNeese has won some of the games, and in the other games, they've taken them to extra innings, and and just it, it it's tough. I can remember going back to the um, Vegerard days. Louisiana Tech was that pesky team for the Cajuns back in the '90s when they were really good then too, obviously. But it seemed like every once in a while, Louisiana Tech would play them really close or even upset them. And McNeese is is that. Is for you know the Cajuns of late. They've really played some a lot of close competitive games, and they're really feisty. And again, playing UL is not a big deal for them. They play Oklahoma, they play LSU, and you know they play all these big programs. So it, they got a good program, really good mid-major program, uh, McNeese. And so you know I'm not saying it's as good as the Cajuns, but I'm saying it, it's good, and and they're respected, and and. They're used to playing in regionals, and so that'll that'd be a fun game tonight. And then they have a few ex-Cajuns. That kind of makes it interesting, especially one as feisty as Kendall Tower, so uh, who was started out at Lamar and then went to the Cajuns, and now she's in McNeese. So we'll keep an eye on that and see how that uh, as that game gets played out. That'll will if it gets played as scheduled tonight. Uh, that'll be a fun game to, I think, to um, discuss now, tomorrow on the show. Now, the Cajuns have done a pretty good job, you could argue a very good job, of beating teams that on paper they're better than this year. And that was something that I missed it, but I uh, heard the tape of it. That was something that Coach Glasgow discussed in Monday's press conference while I was on my way to uh, Pensacola for the Cajun Sunbelt Conference championship game. Um, is how much he appreciates the fact that the the his young team has beaten so far all the teams that on paper they were supposed to beat. No one is saying, well, they're supposed to beat LSU and they're supposed to beat Alabama. I mean, no one's thinking that. So... They haven't won any of the games that they were supposed to lose, which is disappointing. But it would have been in his mind, and the way he was saying it yesterday, it would have been even more of a disappointment if they had lost one or two of these games that they were supposed to win. And look, they almost did. Eastern Illinois had a beat. Like, they were very fortunate to beat Eastern Illinois, uh, Coach Glasgow's daughter's team. he would, They were very fortunate. That was a game that, they probably should have lost, but they pulled it out. Um, and so I think this, I expect it to, it will not surprise me at all. I kind of expect that it will be very competitive tonight with McNeese. McNeese has beaten a Cajun team that was more experienced and had a better record than this one before. So I, I don't know why um, anyone would think that it's not possible that that could happen tonight. So we'll see how we'll see one who pitches and then how they do. We talked about it with Bobby yesterday. Candor's got some confidence issues right now. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it'd be very important for her to, to pitch very well in this series. And it will also be 
interesting to see how he uses the pitching rotation over the weekend against Georgia State, which is not one of the better teams in the Sun Belt. So all things to look out for um, over tonight and over the, and going into the weekend. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back with more on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 9th, 1991, McNeese basketball legend and Detroit Pistons star Joe Dumars begins an NBA free throw streak of 62 straight games. The record would be broken in 1993 by Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and then Michael Williams. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back. Two footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, we just figured let's go right to the source. Uh, the Cajun baseball team got canceled last night in Ruston. They got canceled tonight in UNO. All expectations, according to our friend Bobby yesterday, he said it never rains in Lanson Park, and so we're expecting to play tonight. And so here we have with us UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Are we still good tonight, Coach? Yeah, as far as I know, it's supposed to be 57 degrees. It looks like it'll be down to about 54 degrees at, at game time when when the game ends. So that's doable, and uh, I, you know, everything's good. The field's dry, and uh, I've not heard anything about cancellation so we're we're good to go as far as i know all righty so again i was discussing it before you came on mcneese is not a program that you can just you know throw your glove out and expect to win they've played you you, you've been involved in quite a few uh and even before you got here there's been some very competitive games with mcneese so uh, i'm sure your team has gotten that message um so this week yeah, well, McNeese is always well coached, and uh, they're always competitive. Of course, it's a rivalry game, and I think a bigger rivalry game for them than it is us. And um, so, you know, they're dangerous, and those kind of games are, are always going to be well played and and well fought. And we got to be ready, and and uh, you know, we need a win. So, and I'm glad to get back on the field. But I expect it to be a, a really good game, and and I know they're going to come out and. Uh, you know, last year at their place, we, we were down to the last inning and, and Juice Mills got a three-run homer to pull that game out for us. So we could have lost there. And a couple of years ago, we lost one here to them on a home run, I think, in extra innings. So, you know, that, every year it seems like McNeese pulls off a couple of upsets. I think they beat a couple of SEC schools the last couple of years. And the, it's going to be a good game. They've got a good team, too. They're 10-8, and eight, but the record is deceptive because they've played some really good teams and uh, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, obviously, you know very well what what playing against Kendall Talley's like, and she she's she's very aggressive. She likes standing on the play. She does not mind getting hit. She almost seems to relish it. So, 
how how much you know it's going to be interesting uh if she plays tonight which i would think she would against y'all um how, how those at bats are going to play out yeah you know i, I expect her to play her because she's a really competitive player and she kind of she's been in her lineup most of the time this year and and she's not got off to a great start it doesn't look like just by looking at the numbers but she's competitive as heck and uh She'll, she'll have fun. She'll enjoy the game. She'll compete. And uh, and our kids will enjoy competing against her as well. So do you anticipate using more than one pitcher tonight, or has that not been determined yet? No. I mean, we're going to the game plan with, with it, with that, hoping that we can get a complete game. But, but, you know, whatever it takes to win the game, if we need to use four pitchers, we will. Um, but I mean, it would be nice for, I think it'd be really nice to get a complete game win from, from the starter. Um, if we could, uh, going into the weekend, uh, the weekend is against Georgia state, which no, you know, is not a team picked like in the top three or four in in the league. So it, it, I'm sure as you look at the weekend, you're really hoping that the bats take care of the game so where you can utilize your pitching however you see fit. Yeah. You know, uh, Georgia State's improved. They they, they start off a little rough. I think they're 7-11 right now. Uh, and and I noticed their ERA is 3-7-3, so, so they give up a lot of runs. You know, they've uh, – I, I think – let's see. I, I've got it right here. I think they've gave up 80 runs. Um We'd like to we'd like to get our bats going. Of course, we've got a young team, and and we're trying to establish and build an offense. and And, and we want to be at the end of the year. We want to be one of the better offenses in the country. And uh, you know, anytime you get a chance to um, play together and score runs and string hits together and work on hit runs and all that kind of thing, and it's important. And we'd like to use this weekend and next weekend with Georgia State, Georgia Southern. You'd like to get off to a great start, but both programs got new coaches. You don't really know what they've got. You don't really know how they'll play, um, and it'll be it'll it'll be interesting to see how these unfold. We've got a young team, so you don't you know we found out we we can play really well, we can play at a really high level, or we can play at a really low level at, at different times. And so I'm anxious to see what we what we see out of our young out of our young. Um, team uh in conference play and i think that'll be really interesting all right again we're speaking with ul softball coach jerry glasgow okay one of the interesting things about where your team is right now is even when you play the lsu's and alabama's you know you face some really good experience season world series tested pitchers and you haven't struck out that much it seemed like in a couple of the games you've only struck out like two or three times and yet the power numbers that you were um, kind of used to or hoped for haven't been there. So would you prefer more strikeouts and more power, or where are you in that process? Well, I think our statistics are skewed a little bit because the schedule and then the playing at Youngsville where we played all of our games on one field and the wind was blowing absolutely in. There was no way you were going to hit a home run out at, at that Youngsville Park uh, the first day, and the second day was a really heavy win. It would have been very difficult. I think that without wind, we would have had, and the fences were a little bit deeper. I think we would have had six, eight home runs down there in those 
uh, five games, I guess it was. Right. Which would have changed our our. We, if that would if we if we got six, we got fourteen and sixteen games. The last couple of years, we've hit about sixty. You know, we're hitting about one a game. I would eventually like to see our program get up to one and a half a game. But if we if we're playing a speed lineup where we can steal bases, I'm I'm plenty good with a high average and and you know one home run per game get sixty in the season. I'm good with that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know exactly where we're at on. Uh, on the home runs, but I but I can tell you this: I love a team that doesn't go down with strikeouts easy, because that tells you that your hitters are adjusting to the pitcher. Uh, I think in the LSU game you had six strikeouts, but you had ten walks, so they're doing a very good job of drawing walks. I thought it was interesting. You're looking for positive signs in the uh, Alabama and LSU series. Those four games, we we uh, we got the leadoff runner on, and something like. 14 out of 24 innings. Um, that, that's a good sign for a young team to be getting a leadoff batter on now. Where we got to get a lot better is is getting that run in, getting that clutch hit. Right. Getting, getting the big hit with runners on first and second, two out, or second, third, and two out. Those are the situations that we got to get better in, and and uh, and uh, we'll be looking to focus on here as we go through these next, you know, eight, ten games in the first two weekends. Another interesting case for me is Sam Grader. She's not bad at a lot, but she's gotten hits and had good at bats. And so where is she right now kind of in, in, in the plan? She's a really talented athlete, and and it's just a matter of, you know, we got so many uh, players that are talented and kind of at the same stage of that career, trying to get all the freshmen worked in, keep our veterans on the field. The injuries that were, you know, the injuries we went through last year were unprecedented. And unfortunately, we're starting to we're starting to see a lot of injuries again this year uh, early. So that's helped some. But, like, just getting her on the field, we've got to get Sam out there and get her started. She would, she would have started a lot more last weekend. But she was sick. She was really sick last week. She missed uh, she missed a couple of days of the tournament, and then we put her in and tried to play her on I think Friday the doubleheader. And she played one game and and couldn't go game two. Physically, she and I think she was I think we sent her home even uh, for game two just to rest because she was so exhausted. So it's just a matter of time till we get her in the lineup, get a real good look at her. Very possible we'll have her in the lineup tonight. Uh, she's she's. We're extremely excited about what she's doing in, in practice and what she's going to bring to our ball club. All right. So moving forward, Coach, I know you're a hitting coach and you want to score runs, but defense has, has reared its ugly head in a few games this year. Do, do you foresee some of your position changes being or decisions being based on defense, or are you not there yet? Uh, defense always got a, has a factor, you know, and I think we've um, we've played our best defensive lineups most of the time. I mean, that this this team we've got enough offensive players that that are capable of playing that we, you know, pretty well have played our our best defensive players, especially up the middle of field. Now we had a catcher out. Um, but you know we want to be strong. The catcher, short, second, and center field, and we've we've tried to do that. We've we've always tried to put our best defensive players up the middle as much as we can, and then 
you know, we look at the offensive position, which we consider first base and right field more offensive positions, so to speak. Uh, second base, to some degree, can be an offensive position, but you got Stormy over there, who's who's not. I don't think she's made but one error all year, and that was behind the plate as a catcher with catcher's interference. Uh, she's done a good job. We just got to we. It's more of the little things like communication errors, uh, not being in the right position at the right time. We've been addressing that in practice all week. And, uh, you know, Coach Lacey's wanting to make some adjustments and, and how she's uh, communicating with them during the game and how they're communicating with each other. Uh, so I know she's already on top of that and, and, and made changes uh, all weekend practice that she thinks will help us defensively this weekend. But, you know, actually just, uh, that's just an area that's always critical especially in big games against really good teams because when you make an error, they make you pay. And and we did see that pop up in the Alabama and, and LSU series. All right, Coach, one more question before we let you go. Raina O'Neill, is she kind of still battling an injury or is it the recurrence of last year or is it a new thing or, or where is she right now and kind of she's been in and out a little bit? Yeah, no, it's a uh, she's uh, she re it's not the same injury. She injured her hand on her throwing hand, um, and so we're still. Uh, I believe uh, she was seeing a doctor yesterday, and maybe this morning, but uh, I haven't got the report on it, so I don't think we got anything read. But I do know she was seeing uh, a doctor. Uh, yesterday, this afternoon or this morning, I expect to hear something here later today about her status. But uh, originally, I thought it was a small injury. It was just going to be a day or so. And unfortunately, now it's looking like it may be a a major injury. Um, But it was too early to say, and we're hoping, fingers crossed, that we can get her back this weekend. All right. It's a huge loss. we We don't have a lot of, this is a young team, and so that, leadership of Reina's really she's a, she's a great leader and and we really hope we got her right back on the field this weekend and we're rooting and hoping that that goes good all right coach we appreciate your time and uh information as always look forward to seeing you tonight after the game at Lamson Park good luck to you all right thank you Kevin all right UL softball coach Jerry Glasgow hmm some definitely some issues to watch out for that he addressed in that interview. We'll go ahead and take a timeout, come back with more, finish out today's show on this cooler and kind of rainier version of footnotes on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The game covers all your favorite pro sports teams. Unless it's those dirty birds from Atlanta or the cheer pokes from Big D. Sorry, we do have our standards around here. And that, my friends, is called integrity. That's called courage. I mean, the standards aren't very high, but we do have them. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Back to more talk on the pro teams you love on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Want to remind you to go to one of those two websites. Put yourself in position to win. Gift certificates from Cypress Bayou, $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. All you need to do, sign up for the game clubhouse. You might win one of those uh, two gift certificates from Cypress Bayou thanks to the game. All right, what I, what I would suggest to Paul is to try to focus on the food because we don't want Yankee fans winning Astro tickets. So I would, like, Paul maybe could win the monster truck or, you know, go have a nice evening with a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House or, or go down to Mr. Lesser Steakhouse. And, man, he could eat really good there. So, you know, maybe even, you know, I don't know if Paul's um, into the Hangout Music Festival, but I don't know about winning these Astro tickets. No, I'm, I'm just joking. Just messing around with Paul. <laughs> um. You know, it's fun messing with some people. Like a lot of y'all like to mess with me. Like I enjoyed uh, a nice moment coming back from Pensacola uh, suggesting to Raymond. I don't know if it was going to the game or coming back from the game. You know, suggesting to Raymond that, um, well, not suggesting. I really believe it. Emmett Smith is the best running back in NFL history. And he, he, he did not appreciate that. Um, and so, uh, you know, he, he kind of, it's a good thing he wasn't driving at that moment. And that I was at that point, let's just put it that way. He might've driven off the road. Um, actually, I think we were just entering Florida as I remember now, uh, when I made that statement and, and, and had a little fun with it. I've argued that many times over the years, but as a commander's fan, <laughs> It's funny when I it's still funny when I say that the commanders as a fan of the commanders, he obviously has a very different opinion on that subject, as many of you do, whether Emmett was the best running back in NFL history or not. <laughs> but I at least got to stop him in his tracks. That, that part was funny. All right. So, again, well, I mean, you know, more NFL talk as the NFL season's about to get going. Hopefully tomorrow we can do have a little celebration on the air with the end of the MLB lockout and and in reflecting back on that softball game between McNeese and the Cajuns. Y'all remain try to stay warm and safe and dry. Appreciate all the phone calls today and Coach Glasgow coming on. Y'all have a nice evening.